everybody, Jeff Antoniak here. Welcome to Digging Deeper Jazz. Well, today I wanna to talk about the circle of fourths, an important, important topic, why it's taken me 90 videos to get here, not quite sure, but this is something that I use every day in my practice and my students use every day in their practice, and I wanna to talk to you about it. This is, of course, for all instruments, all instruments. Drummers need to know about the circle of fourths as they learn more about how to be musicians, not just drummers. Okay, now um, there's other videos out there. I haven't looked, I'm guessing there's probably five or 10 videos out there or like 9,000 videos out there on the circle of fourths. Check them out. Uh, all I'm saying is this one is gonna be a lot better than all those other videos. So uh, check this one out. I'm joking, but 1% of me is not joking. Here at Digging Deeper, I want this stuff to be concise um, there's a million things. We could talk for hours about the circle of fourths, but that's not going to make you a better player. I'm interested in making you a better player in days, not to fill your head with a bunch of in exciting information. You can get that somewhere else. So today we're going to talk about how to use the circle of fourths, where we see it out in the real world. That's what this is all about. Okay, so the, the way I think about the circle of fourths, it, it is a fortune-telling device. That is what the circle of fourths is. For a jazz musician, it tells you the future. Like that, seriously. Now, uh, if you could tell me what stock to buy today so that it's worth twice as much tomorrow, I wanna know that information. That's helpful to me. So if I could give you something that will foretell with a great degree of accuracy what the next chord in the song is, what notes you should be playing in the next measure, that would be an useful information, wouldn't it? That's what the circle of fourths does for you. It's that big a deal. Interesting way to think about it, but it's true. So the circle of fourths at its basis is an organization of the 12 keys. As you can see, I put C on the top of the circle of fourths, but like any circle or a clock, it's arbitrary that we have the number 12 at the top of a clock. It could be any of the numbers, right? So I put C at the top, that's sort of standard. And as we go clockwise around the circle, we get the circle of fourths, ascending fourths. So C, go up four notes, C, D, E, F. The next stop is an F. Go up four notes, F, G, A, not B, but B flat. We go up four notes in the key, you know, as if we're going up a major scale in the key, starting in the key of the previous chord. So when we start counting up from F, we have C, we have F. What's the next stop around the circle of fourths? It's B flat because that B flat would be in an F scale. So let me just play you what the circle of fourths sounds like. Pretty interesting sound. Some of us may have been hearing the root motions of songs. Some of us may have been hearing the Star Trek theme or something like that. There's a lot of songs that are built out of fourths. So the point being, what, what I want you to know right here is it's an organization of the 12 notes. None of the notes repeat around the circle of fourths. Another good organization is what the piano does, lays them out chromatically. I would say that is the next best organization for a jazz musician to learn. 
is to know the keys chromatically. But the circle of fourths is very, very deep. It's really quite a big deal. So what do we do with it? There's the first question, and that's the pragmatic thing that I want you to leave with. How do we use this? It's interesting, um, but how do we use this organization? And what I'm going to say is we're going to use it as a root motion. So whatever you are practicing today, you should practice it around the circle of fourths. So what do I mean by that? Scales. If you're practicing your major scales today, play the C major scale. What scale should you play next? You could uh, play the next easiest scale. You could go up a half step. You could. There's a million ways you could do it. Here's the way I want you to do it for the rest of your life from now on. The circle of fourths. So when you play the C scale, what comes next? You look at the circle. F comes next then B flat, etc. So let me play some scales around the circle of fourths so you can hear what it sounds like. So I played part of the way around the circle of fourths. That progression, that is how chords progress. So that's the big thing. When I said this is a fortune-telling machine, it's true. If you're playing a C blues, what is the next chord in the C blues? Yeah, it's an F. You go around the circle of fourths. If you're playing a 2-5-1 in C, a very important jazz progression, what is that 2-5-1? You start on D, and guess what? Then G. And guess what? Then C. That's the way it goes. The, the, um, if we were going to be playing the song uh, Autumn Leaves, it would start off D minor, and then it would go to G7, then it would go to C major 7. Where does it go from there? F major 7. It goes four stops of the way around the circle of fourths. So that is the point. That's why we want to practice everything we practice around the circle of fourths. When your fingers are done with C, they automatically want to play an F. That's what you want to train yourself. When your ear has heard C, it wants to hear an F next because that's what happens in most good songs. That's what we're trying to train ourselves to do. That's the really big deal here. So what I want to do is let's look on the second page really quickly. This is a great way to talk about why the circle of fourths. Why isn't it the circle of fifths? Why isn't it the circle of sixths? Why couldn't it be other things? Let me play through this first exercise, number one. and so on and so forth. Now, that's already sounding like music. That sounds like a song. It, there's something that makes sense about it. What is that something that makes sense? Well, when we look on the sheet, we can see that that C triad that I was playing, I was playing in the key of C. I'm thinking about my first stop on the circle of fourths, C, E, G, E. And what's the next stop on the circle of fourths? The F. And you see how there's that great half step between the E and the F. Or we could say there's an enclosure. We could extend that further and say we have that G, E, F. 
So that C chord is really screaming to resolve to the F chord. So that's the basis of Western functional tonality. Watch somebody else's video on what that is. I don't want to talk about it. I want to talk about how, to, how we can play better here. So that C is screaming scientifically, emotionally. It wants to resolve to the F. And when it does, most of us go, oh yeah, that makes sense. I get that. We don't question that. It doesn't sound wrong when we do that. And then the interesting thing is now we do the same thing on the F chord and it goes to B flat. Now we can do the same thing on B flat. I'll play the first couple again for you so you can hear it. So you guessed it. This is the first thing I want you to practice. So there's advanced, advanced players out there this week. So can you play this on your instrument? Can you play it in time? Can you play it at a faster tempo? Can you play it for memory? We want to internalize this stuff. So get that under your fingers, get that in your ears. So let's go on to the second example here. And you'll notice what I do. It's very related to the first example, except for we don't stop now on the first chord. We sort of continue on. We keep, uh, we hit the ground running. Here's what it sounds like. And now you can displace octaves, play it in whatever octave you'd want. I just changed when I ran out of saxophone to a lower octave or a higher octave. Octaves don't matter. Now you could hear how it, those are almost like links in a chain, how the C triad wants to go to the F triad, wants to go to the B flat triad, and it connects together into something that sounds like real music. It's not music. I was playing in triads through this, what I am saying is this very good, important organization. But it all connects. It really sounds like music, right? And now, of course, what we were saying before, there's all these songs that use uh, the circle of fourths. How about, um, uh, da, da, da. How about uh, Sweet Georgia Brown is a classic song that uses the circle of fourths. The whole first half of the song is the circle of fourths. So we were stepping through the circle of fourths. So you can see how if you've played the circle of fourths tens of thousands of times, as I have, it's easy to memorize that song. People talk to me about how do we memorize songs. We talk about that a lot in Jazzwire. How do we memorize songs? How do we internalize them? How do we get deeper into a song? Well, it's not sheer brute strength memory. It's how about if you know how songs like to progress? Well, when you use that important tool, the circle of fourths, it works really well. A song like uh, Fly Me to the Moon.
we could go on and on. Let's go on and on. One more. All the things you are. So each of those songs stays circle of fourths for a long time, then it takes maybe a little jog by a half step, and then does more circle of fourths. So I think you're seeing the point. Let's review everything from the beginning. The circle of fourths is just an organization of the 12 pitches. And so I'm suggesting we use that as root motions. Why am I suggesting that? Because that's what composers use. That is the way of the world. And it's the science behind music. So when we go up in fourths, ascending fourths is the way to think about it. When we go up in these fourths, those are the chord progressions that we see. So now, again, the tangible part, what do you do about this interesting information? Everything you practice should be using the circle of fourths. So again, the kind of things we're doing, uh, I do in my lessons or we do together in the communities at Jazzwire. So I played major scales for you. How about if I play um, a little lick? How about this lick? That lick was one, two, minor, third, two, one. So I have a melodic lick. And let's say I want to use that in my soloing. I want to learn that in 12 keys. So I'm suggesting you play it in C, then in F, then in B flat minor in this instance, right? Of course, we can go on and on. So licks that you're practicing or intervals or patterns or melodic devices, whatever it is, um, we should be learning at some point things in 12 keys, scales, whatever. And so use this. And that's the idea. So now here, you may already get the sense like, holy cow, this is getting pretty big and infinite. I have this root motion and now I have an infinity of things to play. Well, how fast should I do it? Or how long? What's the note value of the circle of fourths? You know, so there's a lot of questions and a lot of ways to do it not so effectively, you're practicing, and ways to be very effective with it. So again, this is the stuff that we get to work on day in and day out at Jazzwire. It's the last time I'm going to say it today. So I hope we see you there, you guys. If you want to get really into this information and have a group of people around you, adult, amateur musicians like you, semi-pros around the world, that's the place to do it. This is the kind of stuff we're working on. So that is essentially the assignment there. Um, now, we could geek out on the circle of fourths. Let's look at it again really quickly. I'll give you a couple things to geek out on. Um, as you look, going down clockwise around the right side of the circle of fourths, the key signatures, we go from C with no key signature to F, which has one flat, the key signature. B flat has too many, how many flats in the uh, key signature? Yeah, two. E flat has how many? Three. I think we're seeing a progression here, right? So as we go down the right side of the circle of fourths, we add flats until we get to all the flats possible at the bottom. If we go down the left side of the circle of fourths, 
we add sharps. It's the order of sharps. Huh, kind of interesting. Again, it predicts the future. How about this? Start on C and jump straight to the bottom. Jump entirely across the circle. We go from C to F sharp. What interval is that? It's a tritone. Hmm. So us jazz guys know that that's sort of a cool, important interval. Start on the, on the E flat side. Start on the right side of the circle, 3 o'clock. Jump right across. What do we get to? A. Ah, tritone. So all the opposite notes across the circle from each other are tritones. It gets crazy. Draw across C to F sharp, E flat to A. And what are those four intervals? The diminished chord. C to E flat to F sharp to A to C. It's crazy what goes on with the circle of four. So I used to be a chemistry geek. My dad was a chemistry teacher. I loved the periodic table. Well, it's very much the same thing. That's what Mendeleev, I think, came up with, is it's just the elements, but he came up with this cool way of organizing them that predict how each element will behave. It'll predict what the next one will look like. It'll predict what the one above it on the chart, uh, how it will react, and you know, things like that. I'm already saying more than I uh, used to know. 11th grade was a long time ago for me. But that genius of taking things and organizing them to come up with a powerful organization is huge. So I would love for you to practice the two assignments that I have here for you. But of course, there's everything out there, all the little patterns and the licks and scales that I want you to learn around the circle of four. So if you have any questions about this, of course, Give me some comments on this. And I, I know the theory people out there are going to go nuts and geeking out about all the possibilities. I know I mentioned the circle of fifths. I'm not going to get into that argument about circle of fifths versus circle of fourths because there's no argument circle of fifths is not good and circle of fourths wins. In any kind of match, boxing match, kung fu, whatever, circle of fourths always wins because that's the way chords progress. Yes, in classical music, I studied circle of fifths forever going the other way around the scale, or around the circle. Don't do that. Don't do that. Okay, that should give you a lot to work with. There's tangible things there, and I hope you understand why we use this thing. Very important. So everybody out there, there is not too advanced a player out there who doesn't have some work to do right now at the end of this video. So I hope you jump in. I hope you do it. And of course, leave the comments and the questions and everything else. And uh, I hope you, I see you at Jazzwire. And this July, every July, I want to see you at Maryland Summer Jazz, the summer workshop that we have for jazz adults here in the Washington, D.C. area, the east coast of the United States. We have two sessions the last two weeks of July. We have Grammy winners and people, you know, folks that have been touring with famous national acts for years, university professors and all that. So uh, I hope we see you at Maryland Summer Jazz this summer. All right, go play some Circle of Fourths.